0: Welcome to Mark a Week in Review for the week ending April 8th, 2022. I'm Chris Kyle, and today I'm joined by investment strategist Alex Coosley. Alex, the warm weather is really starting to pop here in Seattle. Is Sydney cooling off nowadays?
1: Uh, hey, Chris. It's actually been raining pretty horrifically for the last couple of days, so it's it's certainly the seasons are changing.
0: Hey, um, you're getting a little taste of Seattle. So if you can't fly out here, I'm like you can at least experience that. So, I know we're wrapping up the first full week of the second quarter. And while, let's say, punchier economic data is slated for release next week, I know we have a few items worth covering today. Starting off, FOMC minutes released earlier this week with yields continuing their insatiable rise, heavily affecting bond markets. And this isn't specific solely to the US. Rates are rising globally as inflation lingers. What did you observe from the minutes? And what should we make from what may be a greater tightening of monetary policy up ahead?
1: yeah so the minutes were interesting i think there's kind of two real important parts to this the first is that we had the fact that many participants would have preferred a 50 basis point hike rather than the 25 that we got. And we've heard quite a bit of hawkish commentary coming from many members about this desire to, to tighten faster. Uh, I think the second bit is that we got a bit more colour on what they're actually planning for the balance sheet reduction. So we're looking at $60 billion of treasuries and $35 billion for mortgage-backed securities. That's roughly in line with expectations that it would be twice the pace that we saw through the last experience of this. Given all of this, this hawkish rhetoric that has come out and the strong data we had, the wages and, and payrolls, uh, last week. We do think that 50 basis point hike in May is more likely than not. And there is still the possibility of another 50 basis points in June. I think what it means and what the really important watch points for markets is really around the yield curve and what that's suggesting about when we're going to get to that tight policy. It seems like at this current pace that we're going to be close to neutral by the end of the year. And so as the Fed go through that and they've showed a willingness to do that, that does start to raise recession risks. Uh, And so we have a runway of growth still within the rest of the year. We still have this runway of growth, um, but this aggressive tightening path that we're seeing and that kind of keeps building does suggest we're going to see a bit more recessionary restart to build in, particularly at the second half of next year. Well,
0: speaking of also a a concerning bit, I know last week our hosts touched on a drop in non-manufacturing PMI within China, but this week we saw an even steeper drop within their services sector. Reports of extended COVID lockdowns are no doubt having an impact. Any cause for concern here and if it's potentially a pervasive issue that goes beyond China?
1: Yeah, there is cause. Co- I mean, we do find there's cause for concern, particularly in the short run with China, given the extended lockdowns that have happened in Shanghai. And I think for context, you know, we were in a zero COVID world. We thought we were going to stay in that for quite some time, probably until close to the end of the year. And then we got these hints from the government that they were going to enter this dynamic approach where they're going to learn to live with it a little bit more. And Shanghai was kind of the first experiment of that, and it hasn't gone particularly well. And so I think this does raise the risk that that zero COVID is going back with this up until November, and this idea of dynamic is kind of pushed back a little bit. There is still a lot of very positive commentary coming about stimulus measures. We haven't really seen anything of meat yet. And so we're kind of waiting to get more sense of what the government are actually planning to do. Uh, On that stimulus side, we think they're going to get more stimulus, but, you know, is it enough to really get us that five and a half percent that they had as a target? We think that's probably unlikely, given what's happening right now.
0: Now, an unfortunate but enduring topic for right now. Uh, Let's touch briefly on the Ukraine-Russia crisis. Headlines of new sanctions and a continued impact on commodities have been an ongoing concern. Any new developments worth calling out here?
1: Yeah, so the sanctions, I mean, some of them were, you know, looking at the daughters of, of Vladimir Putin. I think the more important one for financial markets is that the US and UK have put sanctions on the two biggest banks, Spurbank and Alpha Bank. But there's still carve outs for energy, which is what we've seen throughout, because you know, for Europe and the UK it's quite important. The other bit that was probably more notable for an economic basis is that the EU have banned coal imports. Now, this is a much smaller issue for the EU than gas uh, and, and even oil. And so it's it's kind of a very small uh, magnitude relative to the potential of this gas ban that we think is unlikely. But still, you know, that's going to put a bit more pressure on the coal market. More broadly on commodity prices, we're starting to see a little bit of, I mean, it's very early days, but a bit of stabilisation in oil prices around that $100 a barrel. And we've talked before about the idea that that 135 to 150 is the Point at which you start to see real risks to economic growth. So 100 is elevated, but it's kind of manageable for most economies right now. And the other part is food prices and wheat prices. And they're, they're still, they are still they are elevated, but they've showed a bit of a similar pattern of coming back a little bit. Um, so that's still going to be some stress for some of the emerging market economies. But you know we aren't seeing further pressure coming through right now. Hmm.
0: Some definite watch points as we head into the weekend and the rest of the quarter. Well, with that, I believe we're at the end of our time today. Thank you so much for your insights, Alex. And to all listening, stay safe, be well, and we'll see you next week.